This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, welcome back and happy Thursday. All right guys, so you know we're about to get into the Vanderpump Rules recap, but for those of you who joined us last night on Up and Adam Channel 2, our kind of like messy little sister Hellion channel for our Vanderpump Rules after party, well, thank you so much. Jason was on fire, even with his wisdom teeth out. He's kind of a monster in that way. But anyways, guys, we have a very special guest. You already know him. I can see you so excited in the live chat. We have Dave Neal. But before we bring him up, if you guys haven't already, go ahead, smash that like button. If you're not subscribed, get subscribed. Don't forget to hit that notification bell. And let's welcome Dave. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. Good morning, man. Good morning. You know, this whole community is so amazing. I didn't realize we'd have such a crossover here. I love this. This is actually, I mean, I love also new collaborations. You're getting into the Vanderpump Rules drama now, and you already have, you know, like super successful channels. So this is fun. Yeah. You know, the recipe is the same. It's that parasocial relationship where you see what happens on the show. Then you go to their Instagram for their apologies or their statements. And I, I've loved the crossover. It feels like I'm a student in a high school who transferred to a new school and you're the cool kid who's like telling me everything. Cause I've learned everything about the show just in the last few months through your channel. Kind of like the Regina George from, um, Mean Girls. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But hey, hey, thank you for watching and thank you for coming on here. And also, thank you for getting into the mess with us because this is really... If anybody were to start watching the show, now would be the time. It's so wild because I was talking to um, someone who is on the show now and they were saying that the show from season one to 10, so many people are invested in the scandal that now they're going back and rewatching old seasons and they're getting hundreds of millions of views, which is it's crazy. Wild. You know, I heard first about the uh, Scandival while I was on my honeymoon in Indonesia. And it was, <laughs> you could hear about it on the other side of the world. I was like, what? So like these, these words are just in your head already. And everyone's telling you, you should cover this. You should cover this. And I go, oh, I'm too busy. And then you watch one episode and you're like, whoa, this is fun. <laughs> you're like, I'm in it. Yeah, I'm in it. But all right. Well, watching last night's episode, now that you are in it, if you could give it a one to 10, I'm going to ask the live chat the same thing. 10 being the highest. Dave, what do you got for us? 
Well, I'm new, so I'm looking at it like a nine. I'm looking at it like this is like hearing a musician's best song as their first song. And you're like, what else do they have? Like this was blazing. I mean, every scene was dropping different clues as to what's to come with the cheating and and calling each other whores. And it just was wild. It's a pony. (laughs) This really that's the thing, too. That's actually it makes it so much more fun that you are new to it because you're probably looking at this group of people like you guys are fucking crazy. Yeah. And like, I live in this scene. I, I probably go to the same gym as some of them and I work in stand up comedy, which is the craziest people. And I'm looking at this going, wow, this is messy. And it's messy in their primarily they're in their thirties. And I'm like, this is this, this is a 23 year old mess, but they've been rewarded by having this mess for a decade that it, it, it just pays the bills. It seems it just pays, but no. And some of them, you know, I know, um, are you familiar with who Stassi is? Yes. Okay, so she was fired after season eight, and she was the highest paid cast member at the time, pulling in about close to 700000 And obviously, we know that they're 1099, right? So they pay taxes on all of this. But had she not have been fired, she'd be pulling in close to a million dollars right now. So yes, they are heavily rewarded for the drama, the chaos, the cheating. The, it's like taking a, ba- a bunch of bad kids, like, some of like the little asshole jerk kids in school, since you used the high school analogy and just being like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong in school suspension, or you are kicked out of school and then taking those kids, putting them on a TV show and being like, you know what? We're going to reward all of it. Yeah. Not just reward it, but if it puts gasoline on the fire because they know they'll get more screen time if they give the producers what they want. It's, it's, um, it's, it's an impressive slice of Americana that we've dipped into here. (laughs) Yes. All right. So we kick off the episode with Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney. Now, for those who are watching, obviously, we know that Katie and Tom are going through a divorce and she had one request. Actually, they had one one thing that they agreed on and they haven't agreed on much over the years. Dave, it's been a little bit of an up and down relationship. He cheated on her all the time. And then he would tell her that she had Karen like haircuts. Maybe she's not the prettiest, like just probably not the husband that you would want. But she asked, Please, if you're going to go and hook up with anyone, don't do it in our friend group. Don't embarrass me, which is the very thing that he ends up doing by kissing Raquel. Now she's pissed and he can't understand why. Yeah. And in the fact that he, she said, you know, no makes it her makes Raquel probably twice as hot to him. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, if the rules change, I think Tom Sandoval was the one who said, Hey, what if he decided to just change his mind? It's like, well, like run that by your ex because that was part of the condition of your friendship. Yeah, no, I completely, I mean, or just, I guess you just don't care if you have a friendship. I mean, you saw the wedding episode, right? Yes. So even when he gets drunk and we know how production works, they're like, Okay, well, we have Tom Schwartz mic'd up and Katie's over here having dinner with Christina Kelly. So, Tom Schwartz, we need you to go walk up and film this scene. And he walks up and he's like, Bubba, are you okay? You know what? Actually, you have a lot of shit going on in your life. You have a lot of issues. And I'm like, wait a minute. She's sitting here minding her own business, eating her dinner. And you came up and interrupted them. But he's like, I'm so sick of like, you were the queen of gaslighting. What? 
you know, not a home field advantage there for him to approach her table at sushi or whatever. Never interrupt a lady's sushi. I'll tell you that. Uh, what's funny is he, yeah, I don't, you know, you, you never know what conversations are happening between him and producers or the other guys, but you, but you know, like he's being, he's being just gassed up by the other guys being like, no, you did nothing wrong. You know, and they just got him white hot and he came in there and they're like, um, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, but it all comes like, down uh... to yeah, it comes down to if they weren't trying to have a friendship, then none of this would happen. And in real life, you know, you would never want to torture yourself by maintaining a close friendship with an ex. You would just move on, you know, in most cases, if you could. I don't think that I could be if like, do you have any exes that you're friends with? No, and I have exes that wanted to stay friends with me. And I was like, this is a problem you need to work on. I'm ripping the bandaid off. <laughs> like, <clears throat> Yeah, no. get me out of here. Yeah. I mean, I get it that this is a very weird situation. It's not very conventional. Whereas like everybody wants to keep the pile of money, right? The pile of money is coming in. And in order to do so, we have to film these very awkward and strange moments. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. And sometimes it's better for the other person. I don't know if this might sound toxic, but I think it's better. It, it's better for Katie that Tom shows his true colors. Like I'm going to make it over Kel. That way Katie can probably move on quicker herself. Cause it's like, there's no, what if, you know, like it's like, all right, if when the transaction of the relationship's over, he's an asshole. And then she can see that and then she can move on, hopefully. Yeah, I agree with that. Did you find it strange that Tom Sandoval feels like Katie's blowing this way out of proportion when she's calling Rachel a whore and all of these other... I mean, I hate saying that word. I really do. But she's calling her all of these names and he's like, he's sticking up for her. We're starting to see for the first time that he's like, Okay, kind of leaning in her favor. Now we know that they hooked up in Mexico. So there's things going on behind the scenes. And Katie's obviously super upset about all of this. But how do you feel like, is it giving you red flags? If you were Ariana and you see the way that Tom is sticking up for Raquel, would that be a red flag thing? Or no, he's just, if you didn't know about the affair, he's just being a good guy. He's being kind. And he doesn't want a woman to be disrespected by being labeled that. Well, it, it definitely changes things that we know what, what's going down behind the scenes and what's, you know, in that whole story. But at the same time, it's just like they have different moral values, it seems. So for Katie, she's not just mad that he made out. It's that he did it in front of everybody. And she thinks that everyone cheered for them. They, they did. They all cheered. And she took it as kind of a sign of maybe she's being ostracized or kicked out of the group because everyone's supporting this other thing. So I think it's way more deep. And whereas Sandoval probably is more of like a kind of crow magnon he's like but you're single he's single what's the big deal like he's looking at it from such like a a, a simple place and katie's probably way more emotionally layered to, to to like actually process to go no it's offensive to our relationship and what we built and he went back on his word and so uh but is he is is sandoval setting himself up to take some heat off of raquel yeah i guess so yeah I agree with that. And you know what I'm noticing about Sandoval in this episode, especially when we get to some of the awkward conversations like this one between him and Ariana, and they're talking about her freezing her eggs and him getting ready to go do the deed to fertilize those eggs. Um, it's just weird because it reminds me, I had a friend one time who was going through an affair and my friend seemed so happy before this affair started. And then when I was speaking with my friend, it seemed like they were making every excuse in the book about the person that a month ago they were so happy with about how now they're constantly on their back. They're constantly nagging them. It's like he was trying to convince himself that 
I don't want to be in this relationship anymore because of the infatuation, the sneaking around, that one night stand and what could it possibly be? Almost as if the grass is greener on the other side. Oh, always. And that's the big, the grass is greener on the other side is the biggest issue with people that can't find happiness because they'll always be, and especially in Los Angeles, they'll always be another younger, a hotter person that walks by and you need to decide like, am I going, is this relationship something I'm, I'm, I'm actively being a part of. He's very passive here. She's like, we, I want to freeze my eggs. And he's like, well, she wants this to happen. So I guess I'll do this. He's very much just like a, like a dog being tugged along on the chain and it's law of attraction. Right? So the second he, feels like he's like he's found something else that's giving him more love. He's got this bitterness that he's bringing into this conversation and she's giving it right back to him because that's just like, that's just how it works. Yeah. And I also feel like too, when she's saying, listen, I got healthy to have my egg retrieval. I, I had to do, I had to take certain steps. You need to get healthy too. One of the things is to not stress as much, but we can't really control that. We have a million dollars in their new restaurant The kitchen staff has quit. Well, got fired, technically. The booth guy can't cut shit right. Everything is going wrong that could possibly go wrong. And then she's like, I understand that's stressful, but maybe lay off of the shots. Maybe kind of chill out a little bit. And he's like, that's my problem. Like, everything I do is wrong. It's like, (laughs) what? She's asking you to be a little bit healthier, you douche yeah like switch to a light lager maybe like like it's like shots are that's about as heavy of a drink as you can have and he's like well that's just that's how i cope it's like well okay man maybe maybe 15 years ago but bro and it's and it's unfair unfortunately the gender issue here because she's got to deal with um uh with uh the biological clock that he doesn't have I mean, men have a biological clock, but not to the same extent. So he's total F boy. He's in the band. He's got his fingernail. No, no offense to getting his fingernails done, but he's worried about all these things. And it's like, if you only have a couple extra hours in the day, maybe an hour at the salon is one of the things you can cut out. Uh, that's, you know, but he's like, I can't, I can't be out there with my fingernails chipped. And it's like, all right, that's the priority, I guess. I mean, and by the way, when I saw this photo and I saw how he was looking at her, but then I saw this photo and saw how he was looking at her, I was like, yeah. And look, yeah. maybe maybe the relationship with Ariana was was doomed to fail, but it, it seemed like he couldn't let it end in the healthy way or make those strong choices. There's just never an excuse. I mean, end the relationship and move on and do whatever you want. But yeah, I mean. It's it just makes her look so dumb. And, and you know, trust is something you give your partner. And and even if they don't deserve it, it says more about you. Like Ariana seems like a trusting person. And right. she and sometimes that that'll lead to like someone preying on and abusing that trust. I agree with that. Do you think that deflection is one of like the key components to identifying a narcissist? Man, you know, I, I we it's so funny, right? Because at Los Angeles is the home of narcissism, right? It's literally the entertainment capital. So everyone comes here, but it's so hard because you're on a show where you're, everything's fueled and gassed up. Like, I don't know how they act on their normal Tuesday versus when things are heightened. So yeah, this is how they act. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, there's a reason why these people make it, these shows become successful. It's not just, you know, a couple of regular people that are modest and humble and this and that. They're they're there because they offer traits that we watch with our jaw dropped because we're like, oh my gosh, how do they not see how how narcissistic this might be or how self-centered, but everyone's just worried about themselves. 
And it seems like it's a total lack of accountability with every conversation that we're seeing play out with Tom Sandoval on this episode. Like with the one with Ariana, it's like, you want me to not be me because now I can't take shots. And it's like, no, you asshole. She wants you to live around for, she wants you to be around for a long time and you're her partner and she wants you to be healthy. And then he's like, you know, flipping out over the restaurant. And he's like, listen, most performers, when they give a B performance, that's good. Like, we don't need an A-grade restaurant. I'm like, what kind of stupid mentality? I hate the word stupid, but what kind of foolish mentality is that to open a new business and be like, as long as you get a B or a C, we're good. Yeah, you know, a restaurant has to earn that B rating because there's restaurants where I'm like, hey, I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes, but this is worth it. But not a new restaurant. My wife would not. uh, That's the first thing she searches on Yelp is like anything below an A rating is not happening. And here he is admitting before they even have the place open. Hey, let's give them some potato chips. We got to open. And then I love what um, Schwartz was saying when he was like, look, you huff and puff about doing all this stuff, but you're never there to actually get it done. He just like Sandoval. I mean, it does, it does not sound like the type of guy you'd want to go into business with. No, not at all. And I have to say this too. Like when I was working, I want to say with them because they both own 2.5%, which every time I say that, everybody in the live chat is like, Adam, they own 5%. They actually own 2.5% each of TomTom. And when they would come in, it was like a show, right? They would come in like, Mickey and Goofy, who when the characters come out at Disney, everybody sees them, they get excited, they take photos, you get waves, you get like, hello, how are you? And then it's like, boom, they're creating that kind of like, exciting environment. And then people are spending more money. That was the whole situation. They were brought in to be mascots. Lisa Vanderpump is a very smart businesswoman. So is Ken. I mean, he's not a woman, but you know what I mean. And for them, I feel like they took what they thought was which is a very successful restaurant look at tom tom man we did this our names are on that building not realizing that they didn't have much to do with the success of the restaurant as far as putting together the kitchen staff putting together the service staff putting together the logistics to make it a well-oiled machine they just got to kind of show up and then film a couple scenes like they were cleaning the bathroom which we know is pre-produced and Now I feel like they took that, it fueled their ego, and they're like, let's open a restaurant, man. Yeah. And the, uh, the actual like general manager there, like, he's like, no, we already, we can't do this because of that. And and there's a, there's a reason why every decision gets made and they'll come in and be like, why aren't we, why isn't the kitchen open? Well, because the whole staff got fired or quit. It's like the, and, and meanwhile, this all happens while they're in Mexico making out, you know, at the pool. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> you, you can't write this. You can't write this. And you know what else was funny too? I worked in hospitality for over 10 years, nightclubs, restaurants, all of it. And when the owners come in, the GM is like up that person's ass. Like, oh, it's everything. Oh, yes. Guys, you better get your together tonight. And they they kind of like fall in line. They They make everything a little bit more difficult for the staff because they're like, there's a lot of eyes on us tonight. And these are the eyes that matter. And when it comes to how they deal with the owners, they're very just like, what do you need? I'll make it happen and walking the line so they can keep their job. And for Brett, this GM that they hired, I'm like, it's very interesting to me that you're telling them how this is going to work and you're firing kitchen staff while they're gone. Like, is that not a conversation that you would clue them into? I don't think that was pre-produced. 
Yeah. And I don't really know too much of the backstory with Brett there, but I would want a guy like that. Who's not, who's saying no, like this can't be done to an extent. He's like, no, like he's like, he's got a threshold. He, we're not going to open the doors unless we have all these things done. They come in, like you say, the mascots. And he's like, where have you been? No, we don't have booths. We don't have this. The fridge is delayed. It's like, it's just, it, it's, uh, I, I, I don't smoke. I needed a cigarette watching that scene. I, I immediately felt like I was a wait, waiter kind of like waiting for my bosses to quit fighting. Yeah, and then the weird laugh at the end, like I'm that was the only part where I was like, did you guys just do this for the cameras? Because this awkward, like, ha 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 ha, ha we just ripped into each other. <laughs> I'm like, the hell is happening in this scene? Yeah, do they always fight like this? Because even then, so they fought with Brett, they all kind of raised their voices, and then with Lisa, Lisa afterwards, Schwartz and Sandoval kind of had the same the fight immediately restarted. Is this a normal Tom and Tom conversation? Usually it's Sandoval. Sandoval gets very animated. And even when he's around people, there's a few things about Sandoval that people point out. One, his band is called Tom Sandoval and the most extras for a reason. It's usually his most extra personalities that come out and he is super extra. And two, everyone always says that he smells like whiskey and cigarettes. That is also very true. And that's not a diss. When you chain smoke, that's kind of your thing. You get to carry that around with you and that is your aroma. So. No shade to you, Tom Sandoval. But yes, every time they would come into the restaurants, it's like when you're happy, like he would do tricks with the drinks and be like, okay, guys, I'm going to make you a margarita with the limes. And like, it's like, look over almost like a magician and doing the most. And then when he gets upset, he like freaks out and his veins start popping and he has to make it like there's constantly cameras there. This yeah. This whole thing is definitely being on reality TV has changed his life for sure because he's yeah wild. Well, you know they they have that saying where like you you only mature to the point where like at whatever age you got famous and it's been a decade you know it seems of him being rewarded or probably longer. I, I mean I I had a buddy message me the the other day. He goes, "Oh, you're covering Vanderpump." I worked with Tom Sandoval in catering years ago. So I, so it almost humanizes him to me and I go, okay, he, he wasn't just, he didn't, didn't just become some reality star. He was probably like hustling throughout LA. Anyone who's come up in LA knows it's just a hustle. Everyone's trying to be seen. And now he's kind of got this thing that works and now he's just going to amplify it and you become like a caricature of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you, like you said, you know what you're getting rewarded for. So you keep on, that was sort of Stassi's argument when she got fired because she used to say things like when she would get mad at her friend, Kristen Doty, who's no longer on the show, she'd be like, I want to wrap a sex toy. I want to wrap it in barbed wire, stick it in acid and shove it up her ass. And it's like, you cannot say that. But she would say these things on camera. And then her argument was, I was rewarded for eight seasons for saying things that kind of made people go, what? And now all of a sudden, when everything shuts down, you guys are going to get upset with me and not just give me like a warning. You're going to fire me over it. And I mean, the fandom, when people start boycotting and saying, we will not watch the show. If you bring her back, we will boycott the network's obviously going to be like, sorry, girl, you got to go. And it can only take a dozen or so people. The the networks are they're they're just coming to terms with how few people can actually cause a ruckus. Now, not to say there's few people in the Vanderpump community, they're super loyal. Uh, but with yeah, with that, it's like we're 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 ready to fire the 
cast because they're the ones on camera. But the real problem is the producers cattle prodding them with alcohol and getting them. It's like, what did they say to lead up to that point? The producers end up in control of the edit. So they they will show things that make the cast look bad, but kind of uh, wipe them clean of any wrongdoings. But it's like that's the canvas that this is all created on. You know, that's that's super true, too, because when. I remember with Kristen Doty, when she would come in and film her scenes, Jason used to manage pump and they have call times, right? Like a normal acting job. And she would come in, she would look really pretty, totally sober. And she would walk up and be like, okay, guys, you told me to be here at one. You said, I'm only here till three. I made an appointment at the nail salon at four o'clock. So are we ready? And they would be like, oh shit, bitch came in sober. We got to fix this. So they'd be like, you know what? Sorry, Kristen, we're running a little bit behind. We have a tab open at the bar. Just go order whatever you want. And then they would periodically, like every 15, 20 minutes, come in and check on her. And she would sit there and take shots. She would drink. And then finally, after three, four times, when they'd be like, Kristen, are you ready to get mic'd up? And she'd be like, I'm ready. They'd be like, great, girl, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. So it's, yes, they put them in these awkward positions. I also remember another time when I was working at Sir, and they were bringing Stassi in and they wanted her to confront somebody and they wanted her to call something out that she wasn't comfortable with. She was ripping the producers apart saying, no, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying that. So Goff, like literally cussing them out saying, this is me who's going to look like shit on camera. I'm not doing it. And they were talking in the mic saying like, Stassi's refusing. Can you please call you know, the network or whatever? We, she's already been paid. What are we doing here? And it was really hard for them to handle, but they're always trying to make the drama. It's their job. And if you don't give them and if you don't give it to them, they can edit things in a way that'll make you look bad. You know, it's it's a negotiation. And, you know, we've talked about this all the time on my podcast. I'm actually interviewing some a guy tomorrow who started an advocacy group for reality stars because there's no union. I'm in Screen Actors Guild. That doesn't exist for reality TV. They don't get breaks for lunch at certain hours and this and that. And it's kind of, you know, these shows, they're run like the same way a cult would be run there. They'll dangle your employment in front of you and, and there'll be all of the things that trigger your, your limbic system, lack of sleep, lack of, or too much alcohol. And, and a lot of, a lot of audience understand it, but then there's this, some, some audience that go, well, they said that. And it's like, well, imagine yourself on your worst day. Imagine what you've said before. You know, they, that's why the show prints money. They, they do a really good job of creating the scenar- scenarios repeatedly to get the most drama out of the contestants or out of the, out of the, out of the stars. Yeah, no, it's true. And then also on top of that, like you said, they are constantly, I do so many interviews with the housewives and Bravo talent, and they're constantly being told, if you won't do it, we will find somebody else who will. So don't sit here and be difficult to work with or give us pushback or get too big for your britches. Like Vicki Gumbelson, who was on The Real Housewives of Orange County, and she started the show. And then after 15 seasons, she's like, this is my show. And she threw a total fit at the reunion. She wanted to be sat right next to Andy. She was screaming, like flipping her shit. And finally, we didn't see her for the next season, season 16. They were like, you've gotten way too big for your britches, girl. We're taking you out of the game. And it's because they push you to a point, but you just have to take it. You have to take it and just be grateful that they're even giving you this platform. 
Yeah. And at least now with social media, you do see people can start defending their edit. What I do like about Vanderpump and, um, and watch what happens live is that they will give you a chance to talk things out afterwards versus shows like the bachelor, which is the main show I cover. They're so tight lipped about the edit that they hold off all these other scenes. I mean, Vanderpump will show you these extra scenes and show you what you might've missed. And it does a really good job playing into the curiosity of the audience to take the show outside of the, the time slot and act because this is what I need. This is what I need to cover TV. I'm covering Bachelor, Love Is Blind, Vanderpump. I need to know that there's spillage after the show's over. You know, you watch Survivor. All right, someone got snuffed. It's over. There isn't as much discussion. But these shows, there's uh, there is a lot of um, a conversation that happens after. Whose side are you on? Well, you know, uh, what context was missing? What tweets or statements come out afterwards? And we're piecing it together like some crime scene detectives nobody asked for. <laughs> The Bravo detectives too, and I'm sure. Ba- listen, ba- I, actually, I don't know which which group would be um, better at this because I know Bachelor Nation is wild as well. But Bravo fans, like, if you join the show and there is something to be found out, it's coming out. I mean, we saw this last night with Garcelle from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Her son Oliver, who came onto the show, you see Lisa Vanderpump gassing him up. He's the hot guy. All of the girls like him. He has a wife at home. And he came onto the show thinking he was going to have a moment, sort of be this playboy, get the fandom of it all. And then boom, it took two seconds for all of that to explode because, well, you have skeletons in your closet and you have a wife at home. And she obviously didn't know that any of this was happening. Yeah, it's so wild. I mean... Short of airing every episode live, uh, the, uh, these episodes were shot months ago. And as they're shooting, you're, the fan base is unearthing things that then immediately become part of the storyline. It really is like the closest thing to a Truman show that we have out there. And I'm catching this up in, in you know, like I'm, I'm late to the party and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Raquel. And then Oliver's, you know, he's defending himself. And obviously the truth is leaning more on the side of he's an for sure an f boy if it's cheating i don't you know but clearly his wife thinks it is it's so funny to talk about this his wife thinks it's cheating he doesn't uh and then she just watches it play out right in front of her face and um she's a she's a unknown mistress as as a lot of mistresses are they didn't know they were a mistress when they you know got into it that's that's due to men uh you know bending reality in directions uh and and uh yeah uh, at least, at least she. I mean, it would have been horrible if she like decided. All right, well, I'll just stay with him for the date. You know, at least she kind of had some uh, merit to leave. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Do you also feel like what Lala said had merit to it? I like that word. Do you feel like what Lala said had merit when she said, "Listen, Raquel," when Raquel showed up to her birthday party and she was like, "At the end of the day, this title will stick with you for forever." They get off easy. The guy gets off easy. The women are labeled. And then we have to live with that shit for, for, you know, the rest of our lives. I agreed with it, but I am curious to pick your brain. Yeah. I mean, I can see it that way for sure. When I look at Lala, I don't think anyone thinks her ex fiance. I mean, he, he seems like a monster. I think everyone agrees on that. So I don't think she, she, I don't think there's any sort of, um, I don't know. You know, I don't know with, with Raquel, we're, we're able to watch the show immediately play out where we understand that she was duped. I think right. when when it's something that comes out slowly over time, then 
people usually remember the first thing they heard. So they, they, they might not have the context that, Hey, she didn't know, especially in the culture we live in where you just read headlines. There are for sure going to be people that don't get the full story and they just think, all right, law, uh, Raquel's a proven cheater. Now, of course, as we know, she is going to become that mistress, which makes it all super ironic. But if you're judging it in the moment, she was obviously taken advantage of, uh, and lied to by Oliver. Because he, you know, he should have laid it out in a in a way where he could have defended himself better. But by hearing his estranged wife put him on blast, whether he believed he was single or not, clearly that wasn't the case. If both sides couldn't agree with that basic that basic thing, right? And then I also feel like too. I mean, just watching it, because you pointed this out at the very beginning, and everyone keeps using the same phrase for this. We're watching it through a different lens now, knowing what we know. So it's so wild to see Raquel being like, I'm not Debbie Desperado, and I hate that you, like, I would never hook up with someone who's in a relationship. And she's doing all of these confessionals, but these confessionals, even she knows in her mind, filming with Oliver, the confessional came after that's after you already hooked up with Tom Sandoval in Mexico. So it's crazy that you still have that. You just really believe that you were, it was never going to surface. And one of those, like, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. She attached herself to Ariana. She stayed at her house for Thanksgiving. She would spend the night and stay in the guest room. She was seen traveling all over the United States with her. She was at BravoCon with her. I was at BravoCon with them at the Gansevoort, and she was sitting there like huddled between Tom Sandoval and Ariana. And this is three and a half months after they've already started this affair. So it's like she really latched on to Ariana to just be like, nothing's going on. Nothing's different. It's not weird. It's kind of crazy. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the keep your friends close, enemies closer. Who would have thought with how close Raquel was that she would do such a thing. Um, and of course it's wrong and the human condition and ability to disassociate and, and just completely compartmentalize the fact that she, it was uh, the mistress and yet knew she was not uh, the mist or knew that she was acting innocently in this one area. She's able to just completely put that wall up. The, the biggest thing I didn't know Bravo had a Bravo con. I'm I'm loving this community. I'm going to have yeah. to be uh, get finding a ticket to that. <laughs> hey, BravoCon actually if you want to go to BravoCon, we're going to be at BravoCon. Um Jason's running one of the booths for her name's Caroline Stanberry uh, from the Real Housewives of Dubai, but last year we went, man, it's like pandemonium. It's going to be in Vegas November 3rd through the 5th. It's crazy. We would Amazing. love to hang out with you. It's going to be such a blast. It's it's Literally nuts. It's absolutely freaking nuts. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah, with 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 Raquel, I wonder... Now, of course, she, she was in the wrong. Obviously, she knew Ariana and Sandoval were in a relationship, regardless of the status of that relationship or where it was going. But you do wonder, with all that said, if she was able to 
and, and we'll probably find this out in, in the coming weeks, but if she was able to, um, you know, hear a narrative from Sandoval that the relationship was just for the cameras and it was dead and this and that. But like, like I said, there's, you know, I always try to see the best in people and, and try to defend them, but it's really hard to wrap your head around how she's going to come off as anything but a complete villain when that comes out. Right. And you know what was interesting is Tom Sandoval sat down with Howie Mandel for his first interview. And when he did, he's like, Howie said, do you not think that Ariana, like, did she not know that any of this was happening? And he's like, you know, I feel like she just sort of, this is not verbatim, but she was just like kind of either ignoring it or not paying attention or I don't know, Howie, maybe she trusted me. And it's like, yeah, no shit. You've been in a relationship for a decade. Of course she trusted you. But one of the things that Katie and Lala that they keep saying is the reason they feel Ariana did not see that this was going on was because she was so close to the situation, whereas they were a little bit more removed. So they had a different like bird's eye view on it. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in, yeah, regarding that interview, these are the types of things you deal with in high school and college. The idea that, you know, you might have a jealous part or you, you might have a partner who doesn't, or, or you, if I'm not jealous, my partner thinks I don't love them. And it's like, what sort of relationships did you come from that that's the case? So like, yeah, clearly Ariana is a beautiful, successful, a confident woman. I mean, everyone's got their own issues. Everyone's got their own issues, but right the least of which should be her wondering if her partner's cheating on her. That I think should be, uh, everyone should strive for a relationship where you don't have to wonder. And she seemingly didn't wonder. And that's why it maybe it, it lasted. The secret maybe lasted so long because of, of that trust. Right. Which, but also what a shitty perspective on what a relationship should look like. Like what? Yeah. Like, you know what? I mean, honestly, I think this is kind of crazy because Andy Cohen even says this on Watch What Happens Live. He's like, they're all narcissists, all of them on reality TV. You have to be a narcissist to be on reality TV. And I was like, well, that's a hot take there, friend. But yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like if he's a, uh, uh, you know, a thief and he steals something from CVS and he's like, they didn't even have a security guard at the door. It's like they wanted me to steal. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe they just trusted that you would obey the rules of the relationship. Yeah. What it, like I would love to sit there and just no I wouldn't. I was going to say I would love to sit there and just pick his brain about a few things, but I absolutely would not. Sometimes I would have some really cringy conversations with Sandoval. Now he did have good moments. I don't want to just paint him like he was like this terrible person, but I remember one time when I was like manning the phones. This was 9 10 years ago at Sir. I was like manning the phones and he would walk in and be like, "Hey man, did anybody uh call to ask about me in last night's episode and they'd be like no <laughs> no they didn't and he'd be like oh it's probably you know i i was just hearing from some of the other hosts that people are calling all the time so i just wanted to check and see and i was like okay well they didn't call i've been here for six hours and then another time i remember telling him hey man congratulations on your new home in valley village that he currently shares with ariana that they're about to put on the market i was like congratulations i said dude a million dollar home like that. And I meant like a million dollar home, not like 1 million, but like a home of that caliber is crazy. Like you have to be so proud. And he's like, actually, bro, it's 2.2 million. And I was like, that's, 
<laughs> You're missing the point. Well, yeah. what we, you know, what we see is I'm reading this book, Atomic Habits. It's amazing. And they talk about dopamine and the idea that you get this dopamine rush when you do a new drug. And then over time, you slowly lose that rush because you anticipate the reward. His dopamine might have been getting on reality TV. Then it might be the exposure from social media. And, and he's chasing a high that he can't quite catch because it's fleeting because the dopamine is just a feel good drug and happiness isn't the same thing as a dopamine rush. And it feels like and I'm not a therapist, but it feels like maybe he thinks a healthy relationship is the dopamine. And it's like, that's just not quite it, man. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Dave. Thank you. That's not it. Don't be a narcissistic douchebag. Stop cheating on your girlfriend. And also, I thought it was funny. Did you watch Watch What Happens Live last night? Yes. So we know Sheena and Sheena was actually, Sheena is the reason that I met my husband. Sheena is the reason that I got the job at Sir. Sheena was my very first friend in LA. I mean, she really is just genuinely the sweetest person. And she looks at everybody like just everybody gets a chance with her. So that's one thing that I really like about her. She sees the good in everyone. And last night she was talking about the things that have transpired since the scan of all broke, because one of the things that really affected her, her husband, her life was this temporary restraining order and the accusations that came out filing a false police report saying that she literally balled up a fist and decked you and bruised your eye and all of all of these things. Right. But Sheena last night clarified and said, I did not hit her. As you can see with my nails, I cannot ball up a fist. Instead, I pushed her and I threw her phone. We're like, okay, well, that's still a thing, Sheena. That's still very <laughs> yes. much. You're not allowed to do that. But she's like, I was pissed. But she also said something interesting to me about Tom and Raquel because Raquel recently, her, her PR team, when the scandal broke, she fired her original PR team and she hired a new PR crisis team. This crisis team, I don't know the name of them, so I feel like I can blast this out. And I, I hate to like blast out a company, so it's good that I don't know the name. But <laughs> they suck. Like, the way that they... Her planted out in front of a nail salon doing this really crappy TMZ interview where she just looks so awkward. And she... Where is that? Right here. Where she's like, there's one single chair outside of the nail salon. It's less than 24 hours before the reunion. She's revealing things that you know Bravo is going to be pissed off about because they're putting a lot of money into this production. And okay, well, they probably signed off on that. And then they end up telling Entertainment Tonight in page six, Raquel has checked herself into a mental health facility, a long-term facility, and she's trying to get the help that she needs. Okay, well then, you know, people started feeling bad because at the end of the day, you never want to hear someone say, I'm struggling, I'm struggling and not listen. And then God forbid they do something that's so life-changing or drastic that now you wish you would have listened, right? Yeah, it's wild. First of all, crisis PR, it's the type of thing that works well when you don't know it's there. and. Right. And, but it's a it's it's something that is needed more than ever with society uh, be, because these people that built their followings are now being you know it, well, it comes it comes down to this uh, I love the saying don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining they got her outside of a nail salon and 
I don't know, gullible as they used to be. Anyone who lives in Los Angeles knows it's a very cold time of year. She's not just sitting outside a nail salon. It's probably 48 degrees out there. And it's just we we can sniff out inauthenticity, which further uh, uh, hurts her cause because she's trying to jockey herself to be some sort of victim of of the wrath of the the Bravo community. And no one's buying it because it doesn't get to the point like, where she's maybe admitting she's at a rock bottom. There's no authenticity to the conversation. So if there's no authenticity, just like with Sandoval and Howie, people don't really feel like there's any sort of lesson that, that has come from this because it's more of a, it's still more of a PR um, placement by them. Right. No, I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, for her too, like when the mental health facility comment came out, it was like, oh shit, like this is really, this is scary. If she, you know, she's getting help. That's a great thing. But this whole mom mentality has gone way too far. And then lo and behold, we find out that you're kicking it at Marival Resort, like literally a four and a half star resort where they come and cook in your room. You get to have wine. Let's go horseback riding. Let's do sound baths. We have astrologers on site, psychics, dietitians. Like, okay, girl, this is, yes, you can go there to calm down. But your rep sold it the wrong way. That is not a mental health facility. That's yeah. Just it was it was sold thing. as her getting uh, working on herself, and it really was others working on her. Is what it was. That's a spa is when other people work on you. That's not when you work on yourself. Uh, but I I do agree that the wrecking ball always swings past its target and just does complete collateral damage in the real world. She gets shamed by three people, loses her friend group and gets to learn and maybe move on. On reality TV, there is a level of defensiveness because of, like we talked about before, this desire to um, to maintain your following and and like who's on team me versus team you. And and again, it doesn't make anything she did right, but it throws in an extra gear that that probably makes recovery and learning and growing from a situation that much more difficult. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that totally. And now, unfortunately, when you're labeled as this person who has the ability to just look your friends in the face and be like smile in their face and then hook up with their partners, like we have Katie who now doesn't trust Raquel, can't form a friendship with her, even though her and Tom are going through a divorce, but she asked this one thing. So that friendship's out. And then boom, we get hit with the Oliver of it all. And his wife is now going crazy, not crazy, but she's popping off on social media. And then boom, we have the Ariana situation with Tom and Raquel and Ariana and this whole weird dynamic. But then Sheena has to address this new rumor on Watch What Happens Live about a potential hookup between Brock and Raquel. And I'm like, this sucks because you guys are on this platform. So really, if this was real life, you would be like, there's no truth to it. I'm not giving this any life and I don't need to talk about this or address anything with you. And on TV, you kind of have to be like, okay, we need to address this. Yeah. It's um, the thing with the internet and the like total bandwidth of information that's out there right now means if there is a conspiracy theory, you can find the confirmation bias, the information that exists online to prove your theory. So because there is this cheating scandal that's already existed, people go, well, if she cheated on, 
you know, with this guy, who else might she have have her uh, grip on in Bachelor? In, I'm sorry, in uh, Vanderpump, Vanderpump Nation here, and you can find a scene where people intermingle, and we're seeing that play out on social media now, where everyone's rewatching the show and going, "Oh, but here's the hot tub scene where Tom Sandoval is next to Ariana, but he's also next to Raquel. What's going on below the bubbles?" And we know that there, that's an actual cheating was happening so maybe there was something but if brock is in the hot tub too that everyone thinks he's getting some action underneath there and it's like yeah the toxicity of um sort of leaping into conclusions is uh very easy to uh, become a part of when it comes to the the conversations outside of the show yeah i completely agree with that as well wow dave you're making some great points here oh my gosh what a look friendship. at this yeah. can't wait for BravoCon now <laughs> yeah, see there we go there we go but also oh well, I'll DM you after this. Um, but also, now I wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit too about something that Sheena said, but also Allie was the one who saw Tom and Raquel at the Abbey dancing at one o'clock in the morning and being a little flirtatious and a little close and just red flags all over it. She's the one who brought this up. But then last night on Watch What Happens Live, Sheena said, well, she was asked, Will this? Do you think that this relationship with Tom and Raquel will last? And she said, no. This was birthed out of complete infatuation because they were sneaking around. And I've already heard that the relationship has gotten really toxic. Do you think two people who go through this process of starting a relationship, doing it all of the wrong ways, and then the way that they're handling it, is there a chance that it could last? Yeah, so the chance that it works is the fact that they share a common denominator, which is being hated by everybody, and they have to just run with it and they can commiserate together. Uh, like I mentioned before, with the dopamine hit, the fact that this is no longer a cheating or the, that it's behind the scenes in a rendezvous, now that it's out in the open, he's going to lose that dopamine hit because it's no longer this shiny toy. And that's probably more likely the case that it, lo- that it just loses its luster. Wow. Okay. No, I, I I, mean, I thought in my mind, I'm like, this does sound like it again, like I said, at the very beginning, it's almost like the grass is always greener on the other side, but then you get to the other side and you're like, oh shit, I have to water this grass too. This is, you know, like, it's like my dad always told me this when you move on to a different relationship, like you either decide to nurture the one that you're in and try to give it your all, or you find a new set of problems. There will always be things that you have to deal with and you'll have to face those challenges. So do you want to face the ones that you know, or you want to go with the devil that you don't? Yeah, and it seems like to me, it's like, you know, you probably didn't know this. You can either be right or you can be in a relationship. You got to you got to admit. And like I said before, the fact that they're on TV, maybe he's so defensive uh, for being right all the time. But you see in their argument that he has with Ariana that he's he feels like she never has his back. And there's so he feels like she doesn't have his back. There's this bitterness that has been built up. Maybe in his twisted world, he feels justified in in seeking that out elsewhere. What any healthy relationship you learn, you learn that the relationship it, it should be the dessert, not the main course. And therefore, it, you shouldn't be expecting all of this out of your partner. You need to come up, find a way to have, find that that wholeness within yourself, and then you can offer a better version to your partner. And and there, that's just not happening between them. It's not happening. It's all happening on her arm, but it's not happening here. That's yeah. that's where we're going to go with. Sheena's been using that phrase since she got that tattoo, like I feel like half of her life. But 
I love Sheena, so that's all right. Um, okay, so we have the reunion coming up at the end of May. So people keep asking me, Adam, are we done with the scandal? No, guys. Every single week, there are going to be new paparazzi photos, new TMZ videos. Now, Ariana is in a new relationship with Daniel Way, who is a fitness instructor from New York, who she met at that wedding in Mexico when that was the first time she was seen out. So she's moving on. She's joining Dancing with the Stars. The girl is thriving at this point. But... No, this is not over anytime soon. It's not going to be over until even after the reunion because after the reunion, Peacock is sharing extras of one-on-ones with Andy Cohen and Ariana, Andy Cohen and Raquel, and Andy Cohen and Tom Sandoval. Dave, I wanted to ask you, what are you looking forward to most from the rest of the season? I, I just like to see people kind of present to us their true colors and you don't get that full story on the on the show. That's why I love the podcast. I love long form content. So what I'm looking forward to most is letting the whole season play out, getting past the reunion. It's not till after the reunion that people will then want to amend what they said or respond to each other. And then like that's where I thrive in the bachelor world is like the 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 content between the content. It's the jazz, it's the it's the it's the music between the notes. And that's what the audience loves in the parasocial relationship is finding out, you know, it's not going to end. Sandoval's not going to just go, go quietly into the night. He's going to try to jockey for whatever victimhood or defensiveness he has. And we're going to watch it all play out with Ariana. I mean, you, you think she's got some random desert hookup at Coachella, but then as you know, living in Los Angeles, she drives him to LAX. That's a multiple hour journey to drop somebody off. That is love. <laughs> that's a, and normally a long distance relationship, I would say, Oh, that's, that's going to start off kind of like with trust issues or whatever, but maybe that's a good thing to have a relationship. That's like far away. It takes away the pressure of needing to ramp it up to something. She gets to go on dancing with the stars and the whole fan base of dancing with the stars is going to love her journey. I mean, whatever they're paying her, it's not enough to do dancing with the stars. That is going to be huge for the show. I'm so looking forward to it. I can't wait for that. No, I, I definitely agree. And yes, a trip to LAX, you've got to love somebody for that. Even when my friends would fly into LAX, I'd be like, I will send you an Uber. There is no way I'm sitting in traffic for an hour and a half there and an hour and a half back. And that was just Sherman Oaks. So yeah, I love my wife, but I'm like, oof, rush hour. How about I'll get you an Uber uh, deluxe? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's and not then, happening. Yeah, and then they're on the curb and it was a paparazzi photo of them making out. What you don't see is the seven employees with whistles moving along, just yelling at you. It's a very pressure cooker situation. They're like, we don't care if you're famous right now or you're a part of the scandal. Get your ass out of the way. We have other cars coming in. Yeah, definitely. Well, Dave, for everyone who's watching, and by the way, everyone's loving this collab, we would love to have you back on in the future. And I have your YouTube channel up right here. It's wild too. You have you have like a few channels on here. Yeah, I've consolidated most of my stuff to my main channel just because that's the channel that's thriving. But you can catch my stand-up comedy and my vlogs and all the other content. I also launched my podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour. Uh, I launched it in the fall. It's doing really well. I'd love to have you on sometime if you'd love to come chat. Um, I do that daily every afternoon. So for people's rush hour commute home, I've got a new 30 minutes just kind of like compiling all of the day's news in one place. Man, definitely. I love like literally one of the, the fun thing that I love about Bachelor Nation is I've been watching it since I was little with my mom and I watch every single season and I get into it. And I hate who, who is the guy who always ruins it for everybody? Oh, geez. That's a, <laughs> no, is it, 
Oh my gosh. He's the guy who always gives the spoilers for Bachelor Nation. Oh, Reality Steve. Yeah, yeah. Reality Steve. Yes. And then I'm like, oh, I want to know what's going on. And it's like first episode. And he's like, top four are these four. And I'm like, it's like almost like when I was little, I used to unwrap the end of my presence and look to see if I could see a brand name or like, is it a PlayStation? Is it what? And I would ruin it for myself. And then I would have to try to get myself excited as if I didn't already know. But I still watch all the time. I would be honored to be a part of it. Thanks, man. Yeah. And, you know, Reality Steve's so funny because he, just like myself, has gotten interested in Vanderpump. And we'll send voice notes back and forth as just like two old men being like, wait, he's like, wait a second. He was cheating on her. It's it's just so funny to to catch up. And a big shout out to the Vanderpump audience for being very welcoming to a latecomer. I mean, people for years have said, you got to check out this show. And I just didn't have, I had no idea what it was about. Uh, But um, I'm in it. And uh, I appreciate everyone's patience and and helping onboard me to this new new community of chaos. (laughs) my gosh man well now you're you're a part of it so welcome (laughs) in and if you're around next week i mean it won't be this early because like i told you earlier this i mean i haven't said it on here but this is a little bit of a weird day for us and our schedule but next week we would love to have you if you're free this collaboration was awesome everybody in the live chat it speaks for itself they love you so we'd love to have you back yeah i would love that man thanks so much Absolutely. And guys, if you're not following Dave, then you can also go to the description of this video, click on the links, or like I have his YouTube channel up right here, you can check that out. And also go check out his podcast. As you see in the corner, it's so important. I already clicked subscribe on it. So make sure you get subscribed when his videos pop up, smash the like button, set your notifications, and go support a fellow content creator. Dave, we appreciate the hell out of you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. All right. I'm going to go ahead and drop you down and I'll see you in the back room in two seconds. All right. All right, guys. So definitely go check Dave out. And if you haven't already, do all of the same YouTube things over here. Smash the like button, get subscribed. And then also for Up and Adam channel too, we have more clips coming your way the rest of the week. And we are getting ready to go on a trip next weekend. So we will be posting vlogs for our members only. We have another Vanderpump Rules members only live this upcoming Monday. And that'll be at 7 p.m. Eastern. If you are a part of the members, you know that this past Monday we had Richardson from Vanderpump Rules on with us and he talked about the lack of diversity on the show. He talked about his interview process. He talked about being asked on the show and why he did not join. He dived into a lot. That's $2.99 a month. You guys can check it out. We go live every single Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern. And it's like our peek behind the curtain, behind the scenes of everything that's going on. Also, I know everyone keeps asking me about merch and if we have more merch coming. So I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a heads up. You can check out the new merch now that we have a BravoCon situation that's coming up in November. We did go ahead and post our BravoCon merch. Well, it's technically BravoCon. It's like a silly little play on maybe any of the housewives that might have done some time in prison or maybe are looking to. I know that sounds really shitty, guys. I apologize. But it was just a funny play on words. And we have our Pumped merch. So go check that out as well. We have it in every single kind of way that you might like it. With that, guys, I'm going to get off here and go. Um, I love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.